This is IFO Podcast Series, the official podcast from IFO Show, the one and only talk show about every IELTS that helps you to reach your dream. If you've heard anything about me, you've heard that there is a coach who helps his students achieve their American dream and have a sexy body. I am Eric TM, a U.S. college admissions counselor and a master coach. Students come to me for three reasons: study abroad in the U.S., improve their English, and take their life to the next level. To succeed with me or any other great mentor, put your self-image and ego aside. Say yes to things you're uncomfortable with. Listen to opinions from experts, and find the right expert. Because when you follow a person's advice, you will have that person's life. Oh, it's Eric. Eric's your friend. Yeah, he is. I've met him a couple of years ago. Yeah, he and I go way back, but I'm not sure how to feel about seeing him after all these years. Okay, let's see. Eric, where are you? Eric. So we're back in the studio, and Michael, your good friend, is here. Absolutely, Michael and I were high school friends, right? He he went to a different class, uh, but then we had this idea that we wanted to build a football team. So we went around and we built a football team. The slogan was "Make it unreal," and now we've uh, made it real, yeah. And now we made it real, and I'm so glad. <laughs> you guys were friends for a long, long time. You yeah. Know? How is it like seeing each other again? And do you guys still respect each other as you did back in the day? Michael is a very special friend of mine. When he came up with that slogan for our football team, "Make it unreal," and uh, that actually became a slogan of my life too. I want to do things that feel unreal. I'm melting there. Right. Believe it or not, I mm -hmm. actually spent hours last night mm -hmm. reviewing the scripts over and over again. I felt sort of a little bit intimidated because I've witnessed developed how much you have turned into such an influencer, and the work that you're doing is is inspiring uh, many young generations. I do like the fact that you'd like to influence people to love things instead of telling them to love things. Yep. How about you, Phoebe? You're a bit of an influencer yourself too. I don't know if I would call myself an influencer um, because influencing is a, is a long journey. If I can potentially influence people along the way, then that's going to be a blessing for me. It's it's a lot of important things, you know. Like as people, we're always trying to to be better at something. You know, at certain points in time, we think we're really good at something. At other points, we think we're we're good at others. It's just, I think, very very mind blowing to be able to come back to Vietnam and discover how Vietnam has so many gems. And how there is so much creativity and so much energy and passion in this mm -hmm. country, and people like you guys are coming back to the country and yeah. working to grow this community. You know, this this season and this episode's mm -hmm. theme is comeback, yeah. and I'm sure you know, having talked to Michael, we know mm -hmm. that you've had multiple renewals yeah, throughout yeah. the different years in your life. What mm -hmm. are some of those renewal experiences that you've come across for yourself? I would say there are a few turning points in my life. The first turning point was when I got into the same school with this guy right here, the foreign language specialized school. It was the first time I was exposed to, to just so many activities mm -hmm. and so much energy in the school. Uh, my second turning point was when I got to study abroad. Life abroad just took my life to a whole different level. You know, there's so much to say about that. Mm -hmm. And my third turning point was when I started helping mm -hmm. people mm. to uh, study abroad and to take their life to the mm -hmm. next level. Mm -hmm. And that's when I feel like 
I am myself the most and mm. I'm fulfilling my destiny. So speaking of fulfilling your destiny yeah. as someone who wants to help other people, what has sort of motivated you to become the person that you are today? What is your mission? It's great that you uh, said the word mission. I do believe that most people have something they call a job. And if you're a little bit luckier, you have something you call a career. But if you're really lucky, then you have a calling. So for me, it's like a calling. And that calling came really when I just enjoyed my life. I knew that I had to do certain things and meet certain people. And I just wanted to share that same feeling with other people, you know. So sharing is loving basically for you? Yes. In life, I believe that in order to realize your calling, uh, you have to do something that you're passionate about. You have to do something that you're very good at. And third, you have to do something that creates a lot of value for other people. So really, the job I'm doing now is the intersection of those three things. A lot of people find you very inspirational, and I've heard that you manage to score a scholarship. How did you do this? Could you share with us some of your tips? First of all, you got to really want it. And uh, the people that really inspired me to go on this journey were my parents. Because hmm. my parents happened to get scholarships to study abroad as well. And the funny thing is, they never told me that, son, you should study hard, son, you're not doing well at school, or, son, work harder. Hmm. All they did was telling me about the great life they were living abroad. And they never even told me to study abroad. But when they were telling me about all this great life, I was like, I want to try that. You know, I, I want to live that same life. From then, I set foot on my study abroad journey. Given all the things that you've gone through in life, what do you think about? What's your thought process in a day? Yeah, what do you think about when you wake up, as you progress through the day, how does that change? Actually, one of my students asked me how I maintain positive energy uh, all day. I got a ritual. Actually, when I woke up, the first thing I did was listening to my mentor, um, listening to their words, uh, to set my mood for the day. Mm -hmm. Well, it is a scientific fact that the hormones of stress create diseases. So simply by thinking, you can create diseases for yourself. Thinking can make you sick. It's also possible that thinking can make you healthy and strong. Mm. And so that's how I started my day, listening to my mentors, uh, set my thinking right. I've noticed something about you and what you do these days. Uh, mm -hmm. Media exposure is an important part of your life now. I see that you've brought in your whole crew and received a lot of press attention as well. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be famous and how do you handle um, all of this ex attention? What's important is what you create. When I work with my students, uh, the most meaningful moments for me is when they send me messages uh, or when some of them send me videos saying how their life was touched and how their life was improved. Mm. And every time they do that, they push me a little bit harder uh, so that I can give the attitude, the skill and the knowledge to even more people. So it is my students who inspire me the most. Mm. So to all the students who have inspired you and the young generations that mm -hmm. you've dealt with a lot of the time, yeah. um, what message would you like to send out to them? There are many messages, uh, but if I could just pick one, and that is, if you love life, do not waste time. Yeah, we have one beautiful lady over there. Okay, let's see if she, what questions she has. So first of all, thank you very much, Eric, uh, Michael and Phoebe, for your talk. It is very inspiring. So I have a question for Eric. Uh, you talk a lot about uh, positive energy, but have you ever encountered a problem in your life? Thank you very much for that question. 
Of course, I have encountered so, so many problems in my life. The important thing for me to remind myself when I encounter a problem is that suffering really is just me obsessing about me. As mm. soon as I shift my focus to something greater than myself, it could be my students, it could be the people I love, as long as I shift my focus to that, suddenly the problems disappear. So I would say that's my mantra, uh, thinking about doing something uh, that is bigger than yourself. Yeah, I think that's incredible. Um, I also yeah. think you know, each one of us, when we only think about ourselves and, and our lives, there's only right. a limited number of things that we yes. can really think about and that we care about, right? Mm -hmm. You know, when you guys were younger, you guys were friends. Mm -hmm. yeah? Do you think you'll still be friends 10 years from now? Definitely. Absolutely, but we are friends in a different way now, I'd mm -hmm. say. Back then it was just, you know, uh, two boys wanting to play some football, so we wanted to rebel. So the rebellious days are over now, but I'm not sure about you, buddy. What's happening for you now? Are you still rebelling or have you conformed? I really don't think about it as being rebellious or conforming. You know, I think that as long as I do what I feel is right, then that's good for most people's opinions if they're not experts in certain fields. And if the opinions are not positive, uh, if they're not pushing you forward, then just don't listen to them and keep moving. How do you find the right experts in your life though? I think it's very important that you find someone who has already achieved what you want to achieve. One of the things about when I think about you, and that I also think about when I look at Michael, is you guys are people that would probably be great to be in a relationship with, but also <laughs> gonna be really difficult to be in a relationship <laughs> with because Ooh. you guys' standards are gonna be super high, right? Mm. Do, you have, do you have a lot of women chasing after you? I think a lot of people will be more interested in hearing about this guy because I'm, <laughs> I'm a done case. I'm a, with a wife and a three-year-old boss at home. You know, I really don't think about it that much, Phoebe, but you did mention high standard. That standard is not just in your relationships, but in your work and everything you do. Wow. <laughs> Speaking wow. of work and everything you do, okay, yeah. I completely forgot to ask you this. So I have a big dilemma mm -hmm. of a one pack. Yeah. Now, I know you've got your six pack right there <laughs> underneath that. How do you do that? Because I find hitting right. the gym absolutely boring because it's just you facing your own self. How do you make it entertaining? Right. So Michael, let me ask you a question. If you would you choose a car, any car in the world, and money is not a matter, what car would you choose? Probably a, a Porsche or a Jeep. A, a Porsche, right? If you can only keep that car for the rest of your life, how would you treat it? That's, that's a very good point. The thing about loving yourself is uh, when we say that, most people tend to misunderstand that. There comes a philosophical question, who are you? What is yourself? I just say love life. A lot of people, um myself included, I have this, right. this very bad prejudice about, about gym lovers. I th tend to think that they are in love with themselves too much, they're yeah. massive narcissists. I mean, really, if you don't treat yourself nicely, who are you going to treat nicely? Uh, in my line of work, I do believe that the body and the mind are inseparable. All right, so if you work on your body, you get, get higher energy. And if you do positive things mentally, you also have a healthier body. And I would say, to help anyone, first you have to help yourself first. Right? I, I agree with you, but I disagree with you, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants to look good. I want to look good. You want to look good. You probably want to look good. Everybody wants to be healthy. Right. Same thing with all of us. Same thing yes. with everyone else. So the gym is 
a medium for them to, to reach that destination. Yes, I can't argue against that. But mm. how do you make it entertaining? I still don't get it. <laughs> do you have to be motivated to eat? When, once it has become an essential part of your life, then you just do it. What you need is building the right habits and the discipline. You see exercise as a way of necessity. I see exercise as the way for me to enjoy my life more, hmm. right? And for all of my students and trainees to enjoy their lives more. So speaking of enjoyment, how do you inspire mm -hmm. this enjoyment among your students? We do a lot of things. I teach them academic knowledge, yes, mm. but I also train them. For example, some of them can hold their breath for more than two minutes now. So we do a lot of physical training in addition to all the English learning and the scholarship, mm. uh, hunting kind of process. How, yeah. how do these two things connect? Yeah, so when I, when I started, a lot of people had that question, like, wow. I mean, how do you connect working out and getting scholarships in yeah. the US? So I was just like, they are all part of a bigger picture because mm. when students want to study in the US, for example, what they really want is a better quality of life. And what they really want is what's gonna come out mm. after they have that journey in the US. So why don't we work on it now? So when it comes to talking about your life motto and your vision, what you do with other people. What are some of the idioms and what are some of the vocabulary mm -hmm. in English that you can use to kind of summarize it? If you love life, do not waste time, think long term. Uh, so those are two examples. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Thanks so much. All right. This is Ivo Podcast. You can follow Ivo on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, or Twitter. If you haven't followed it yet, go to Spotify and follow. Thank you for listening.